here's the big question. You're interested in value investing and valuing and evaluating businesses on a deep level, but you don't know how, even after researching for hours, probably dozens of hours, hundreds of hours on the internet, and because nobody else shows you how to do it. This podcast has all those answers and much more about value investing and finance. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing in Your Car. Hey, Jason here. In this episode of Value Investing in Your Car, I'm going to do another book review, this time of the book Triumph of Triumph of the City. Um, fantastic book. First off, I love financial history books. Um, kind of, I guess, uh, was it so, uh, sociology type look at things. It's very interesting to me. Not necessarily practical in many cases but this book was fantastic highly recommend this book um, goes over the economics of cities and how in his, his thesis he lays out over I listened to an audiobook so I'm not really sure how many how this equates to pages but I think it was around a 10-hour book so I think it's typically three to five hours for 300 pages so five to six hundred page book is what my guess is but his overall thesis uh, in the book is he lays out an economic that cities living in a bigger city in a more urban area makes sense not only for the economics of the individuals, the economics of the city, the economics of the entire country and world, but also makes a pretty good case in my opinion that if you live in a bigger city, um, you are more environmentally friendly than if you live in a more spread out area. He goes into depth on everything. A huge amount of depth in this book. If you like depth and you like financial history, this you'll probably love this book. He goes into depth on why he believes these things um, and he backs it up with data. He backs it up with um, stories about different cities and different rural areas from all over the world, how cities help people get out of poverty, um, why cities are better for the reasons I already kind of talked about, um, why cities should build more skyscrapers, build more vertically instead of urban sprawl, which is what I'm dealing with here in the uh, Tampa, Florida area. I live in a suburb of Tampa. Um, in the Ruskin Riverview areas where I live. And everybody, there's they're developing everywhere here. I've lived here almost two and a half, three years now. Just since I've been down here, the development is insane, but it's going out, it's not going up. They are building skyscrapers in Tampa, uh, but from Tampa to about where I live, it's just development after development after development after development and which leads to greater traffic which leads to people um the traffic here has been this if everything i love everything else about here except for the traffic the traffic is horrendous um no matter where you go if you go try to go anywhere during rush hour in the morning or at night it's just awful um and it, it's like that because of the sprawl there's not in his or in in the author and i can't remember the author's name um triumph of the city is the name of this fantastic book but again i can't remember the author's name this time uh but his thesis is that not only if you build up instead of out will it affect you economically um but again environmentally is one of his big things why because more urban people um 
typically don't have cars and if they do have cars they don't drive as much um, they have smaller apartments or houses that don't take up as much energy as uh, as a, a normal kind of suburban house that is typically bigger um, typical commute he goes over all that backs that up with data um, very 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 highly interesting economic kind of financial history he goes a lot of it he goes even back to I think the 1850s late 1800s early 1900s um, talking about how New York Chicago um, got built um, those kind of cities how LA got built and how it's such a sprawl city versus New York and Chicago um, how cities like Mumbai and Singapore uh, Mumbai and India and Singapore are completely different and how they're operating completely differently and how this is could affect not only them but the entire world again because of the environmental footprint um, how countries like India and China could drastically affect the environmental look outlook of the entire world depending on if they build a more vertical city or a more spread out city um, very interesting book I, I do have one problem major problem with it though is he bases a lot of his data off college education and typically people in cities have higher college degrees which means they make more and stuff like that I'm interested to see because I think this book he said the book came out in 2010 so I'm interested to see if at some point he's gonna do an updated version because the further in my opinion the further we go away from that 2010 time frame the more people will be less formally educated and they won't have necessarily college degrees but they will be highly educated either via internet or themselves people like me um, just because you have a de college degree in my opinion doesn't mean you're educated um, it means you have a piece of paper that you paid a lot of money for uh, it doesn't mean you continually self-learn to get better every day and that's kind of my big Thing about his entire thesis again he backs up most of his entire thesis or a lot of his entire thesis is based on kind of the economics of people with higher degrees again with the internet and smartphones and tablets and maybe someday they'll have like a matrix style get up well you can just literally plug something in the back of your head and you can download information I'm interested to see how that affects things um, in terms of again his overall kind of general discussion um, I think he would say because he talks a little bit about the internet um, and the internet's rise but he doesn't really talk on education and the internet he talks about edu or, um, skill sets and what how cities draw people together with uh, vast amount of knowledge and skill sets and that's what propels kind of the entire city so I think is what he would say is it doesn't matter what kind of education you have as long as you're clustering in a city with other like-minded people or in my case with my team clustering um, clustering over the internet then as long as you work together or a lot of people work together it will still kind of grow but again he kind of hits on that a little bit he said uh, human interaction like face-to-face -face interaction is always going to be better than um, over the internet or over the phone or whatever interaction and I agree with that but again I'm interested to see how that kind of affects the economics of things as we go forward um, he talks about political strategies to uh, not necessarily push people towards moving in cities but to not subsidize people living in suburban suburban areas like there is now um, 
social policies, poverty, um, a lot of different topics that he talks about. Fantastic, fantastic book. Again, I highly recommend it. The Triumph of the City, and I wish I could remember the um, author's name. Um, but I highly recommend it to pretty much anyone. It's very fat. It's a fascinating look, even even just from an environmental perspective. I'm not a big uh, green guy. I think we environmental guy in a kind of traditional U.S. sense. Um, I think we should take better care of the environment. Obviously, I'm a huge fisherman, so I'm, I, I care deeply about taking care of the environment and those kind of things, clean water, all that kind of stuff. Huge believer in all this, but from a t traditional kind of militant environmentalist look um, in the United States, I'm not that. But he makes a case, He, uh, in my opinion, it makes a pretty good case that these people, on, uh, especially he, he, the case he makes is in California, where they are the biggest environmentalists in the entire country, if not the world, and they think um, very highly of their environmental efforts and stuff like that. He makes a pretty good case that they're doing a poor job of um, their real-world kind of effects on environmentalism because they restrict buildings so much. And in his opinion, and again, he backs this up with data, if you build up then you're more environmentally friendly than building out or not building at all because if you force people to raise prices which if you limit the building you will get higher prices over time which is why california has some of the highest um land prices in the entire world especially san francisco um, san diego area then these people are going to move to either texas or florida where it's far cheaper to build um and again he backs this all up with data um so very interesting look at everything. Um, highly recommend this book, again, to pretty much anyone. Um, if you're looking to learn about economics of cities, uh, financial history, environmentalism, um, poverty, uh, social and political policies. Again, he touches on all this over this book. Fantastic book. Highly recommend it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to check out our other episodes um, to the left, right, or below. We talk, uh, we do other book reviews of books I've read that are fantastic. Um, like the um, Extreme Ownership, uh, Amanda Palmer's book, um, The Art of Asking, Great at Work. Um, there's a ton of book reviews we do in here. Um, we also talk about value investing terms, finance terms, investment terms. Um, when does value investing work best? When, uh, where does it work best? Uh, useless investing metrics all these kind of things we can uh, again left right or below depending on where you're watching if you liked it make sure to like and share the video and if you uh subscribe to the channel make sure to subscribe and hit the hit the bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video um i'll talk to you next time thanks for watching have a great day